You are now in the zone. With Taste Test Live. Hosted by Damien Lamar and Blue Francois. ¿Son listo? Estoy listo. I'm ready. Hey guys, what's Jazzin? Welcome to Taste Test Live. My name is Damien Lamar and I host the new music program Taste Test on WJCT 89.9 FM in Jacksonville and it's streaming worldwide on WJCT.org. Taste Test is a weekly one hour long music show and it airs on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern and Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern. And I'm joining, as always, with my co-host, my friend, Blue Francois, extraordinaire, photographer, and a a bunch of other things. <laughs> How are you, Blue? I'm well, I'm well, I'm good. Good, good. How was your week been, man? Hey, man, uh, it's been good. I'm excited that today is Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. And we got Goliath in here. That that's was a right. joke. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I should have worn my mariachi outfit. It's interesting. He, he's leaking the news about our guest way in advance, but that's okay. There's um, no. So this is officially There's episode- no guest. There is no guest. No, okay, no, so no you're guest. not you're not hearing a third voice at all. Mm-mm. Okay, he's family, family, familia. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is officially episode fourteen, and um, today on the show we'll be talking about música con, um, con amor, which is the actual show title of last Sunday's Hispanic theme playlist that I personally curated, and um, that's on the radio show. And we'll be also talking about some music news, plus to kick off Hispanic Heritage Month, our special guest. In the studio with us today is Mr. Goliath Flores. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me here, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is great. I love your studio setup. It's great here. Thanks. Thank you. It's very, That laptop on the edge of the table is making me nervous, though. But it's not on the edge of the table. <laughs> it looked from here. Yeah. It looks like it is. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. What See, now he's messing with my OCD. Sorry. Um, uh, so, Goliath, personally, I just wanted to say, you know, you are one of my favorite musicians in Jacksonville. Thank you. That's not hard to... Uh, make happen i think <laughs> well <laughs> whoa whoa shots no 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 shot, yeah shots no what i mean by that what i mean by that is that you don't see very many musicians in jacksonville authentic musicians you mean no no, no just they're, they're just not that much music like in other cities you know if you live in other cities <gasps> oh okay I see you yeah. know what i'm saying like you go to new york there's people in the subway and everywhere you know mm-hmm. but here it's like you know you might see one at a restaurant or there or hemming or yeah. hemming uh, park you know but it's not all over town you know it's not a musical city you know yeah, that's unfortunate it, it, I, th- it, I think we can remedy that though we, uh, we, i mean i would love that you know but the school system is not gonna is not really helping because like when i was a kid everybody had instruments like it, my friend had a clarinet and my other friend had a trumpet and i could go home with my drumsticks and yeah everybody had an instrument at home Mm-hmm. You know, but but uh, that's not a priority right now. So we got to get back to that. Maybe we can strategize or something like, yeah. you know, after the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have like a post wrap up. <laughs> yeah. But a little bit about Goliath. Uh, Goliath is a singer songwriter. He's also a recording artist, a film composer, a classically trained flamenco. Um, specializing in Latin. You're a pretty eclectic musician. And what's a, ma- a ma- mariachi? Mariachi? Yeah. It's, um, I'll tell you, being on the East Coast is like, it's kind of like an alien thing. But, but once you get to like the middle of Texas mm-hmm. and then you keep going West, everybody knows what mariachi is. But over here, it's just, the country is so big. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, it, get, it gets lost. And, and um, like, for example, when I lived in Los Angeles, 
nobody ever thought about the South in Los Angeles unless you were watching a movie like Mississippi Burning or something like that. Right. You know, and you don't have a very good image of it. Right, know? exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's all these historical movies. But Mariachi is over or over here. I have to explain it a lot anyway, what I'm saying. But Mariachi is a Mexican traditional music, you mm-hmm. know, that it's that is native to Mexico. It's okay. a, it's a conglomeration of many cultures, you know, the mariachi music, but there's no other place that it's coming from. There's no, no other place that it emanates from other than Mexico. Love it. You I know? love it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm really glad you're here and can't wait to talk more with you. Oh, and yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. But, Blue, can you take a quick moment and um, tell our first-time listeners what they should be expecting in this next hour? As always, Taste Test Live is a weekly conversation podcast featuring all things in music, including news, in-depth discussions, and our show uh, we may in and within our show we may feature um, special a special guest every now and then and bring you nothing but exclusive every now and then as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exclusive. So the the exclusive this week, of course, is our our good friend Goliath Flores. Yeah, and I see a guitar in the corner. Is mm-hmm. he gonna play it? I don't know. Does your guitar speak or have a name? No, I don't name my instruments. You don't? No, oh, that's no. interesting. Why? I don't know. They're they're just objects to me. Wow. Yeah. And you just beat them yeah i, I don't you know what them. i don't have a strong attachment to things like that well, good. Wow, like, i like you know. that yeah yeah, yeah. The, the only thing that i have a strong attachment to is my uh for some reason my asr 10 my insonic keyboard i just okay. can't seem to throw it away huh because for some reason just me laboring on that thing so long i just don't know how to, and, and then plus the fact that it's a piece of technology so it has all these inner workings and yeah. keys i'm like i'm gonna throw all of that away Mm, you know every yeah, all these yeah. people worked on it Heavy. in japan and in the you know, united states and wherever and and i worked on it and i'm just gonna throw it over that piece of technology away interesting Heavy. you yeah. know and i have all these discs for it <laughs> I have how, long, how old discs. is this thing how old is it man it's old man yeah. it's like it's old i don't even know really but it's like an archaic piece of electronic equipment that you can't let go of it's like 20 years old <laughs> yeah it's a keyboard it, it, and it, it was uh it was a big time in, in its day for a long time, actually. Wow. wow. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. See, I thought I had my little special quirks and my little special things. I don't have like a specific instrument, but I do have an iPad too that <laughs> I was at a band rehearsal once and we were rehearsing in a garage. So garage band rehearsal, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I got, somebody bumped into me and my iPad went flying Ugh. and the corner of it like landed and it cracked. And I was mm. like, Mm. I was so sad because I'm yeah. usually really great with electronics. I don't break phones unless I'm just having a bad year or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that happened. So I have a thing for my iPad 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even iPad 2 Air. I mean, and they well, they have like an iPad 5 or 6 yeah, or something now, right? Yeah. The, yeah, we have the fourth, fifth generation now. Yeah, I stopped yeah. counting after a while. Yeah, but, yes. you know, I, I talk I talk to it and I, I like yell at it because it's like... <laughs> not fast enough anymore <laughs> yeah and and it blinks out when it wants to and yeah. i'm like you were good at one time and you just mm. got old and i think apple jinx you because every once in a while apple makes you like upgrade the operating system mm. and with that you can't you can upgrade it to a certain number and after that you're on your own <laughs> right, so i'm like i guess yeah. are you like exposed to the elements now do you have a virus do you have like some Trojan <laughs> horses or malware running around in you that i don't know about right probably. you know and i talk to my ipad like that yeah probably if it's if it's running slow. If it's, <laughs> well, I think it's running slow because it's just old. I mean, that too. And, you know, back then when I first bought it, it was super fast. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, 
How old is that thing? Yeah, the iPad is probably about six or seven six years, years old now. Old, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I may I may because I have a a big phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know this this iPhone Seven Plus is larger. I don't know why I'm te- talking about technology with you. That's fine. You like technology? Yeah, I like I like it uh, uh, in in certain um, categories. Okay, like in my life. Okay, so but, do you consider music technology? Do I consider music itself yeah, technology? Yeah. No, you don't consider music technology. No, not 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 in any way that I understand the word. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. You know, not not what I relate the word to. Music to me is um, emotion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. primarily. That's what it is. It's like it's like um, words can convey emotion, and so can paintings and a lot of things. Touch touch compare can convey emotion. But music is all emotion. Yeah. Like, that's all that it is. It's like, and, and and who's to say which emotion it is? Right. That's true. Yeah, it's up to, it's, it was very, very, like, like art. It's yeah, abstract. But, but I mean, more, it's more or less, objective. more or yeah. less, if you write a sad song, it's going to sound sad to everybody. Mm-hmm. More or less. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to write a, some super sad song and then somebody else is going to be like, oh, that song makes me happy. You know? <laughs> You know, you know, and right, you, or yeah. you're not going to hear a song like Happy. Right. And somebody's going to be like, man, that song makes me so sad. Like, that's so sad sounding, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, it can make you sad because your ex used to play it all the time. and mm. some, You know what I mean? But yeah. that's but a it, different... It's emitting emo- an emotion, like you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. I, I always like to hear the different definitions of music. Mute by blue, like to you, what 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 is music, the definition of music to you? Um, You know what? It's, it's something... You can't describe music. It's just, it's just there. It, 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 the French would call it je ne sais quoi. It's je ne sais quoi. The thing that you cannot effervescent. Effervescent. You can't. You can't touch it. It's not tangible. You can't really call it a thing. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Music okay. Music is just a, a great thing. You know something else I I find really interesting about right. music. It's kind of scary to me too, is that um, it's the, only humans make music. Okay, and it's like uh, another thing else in the animal kingdom makes a, a beat on purpose for, and they don't know why. Right, but they always know why. The bird knows why it's singing more or less, yeah, or yeah. even if it doesn't, the greater mother nature knows why. Right, mm-hmm. but the thing is, music only exists on Earth, right? Or if you get out of the atmosphere, right? There's no more sound waves, mm-hmm. so there's no more music. How weird is that? That's yeah. So music, knows, music is indigenous to this planet. Yeah, it makes me never want to leave the planet. Yeah, I know. I feel like that too. Like, but but you know, if they put me on a plane or like a some kind of spaceship, and they said you have to live here, you know what? What I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be rubbing together like the soil or the dirt of wherever mm-hmm. I am. I'm going to find something. I'll be like making rocks, and I'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> Music from Mars. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, you could record the first album from Mars. Dude, I'll have to talk to you about something later because I found out mm-hmm. last night they, Elon Musk is actually going to be sending along with uh, this group called, um, I think it's called Dear Moon or Destination Moon or something yeah, to saw, that effect. Yeah, I saw something about that. But they're going to be sending artists, philanthropists, architects, like teachers, a bunch of creative individuals are going to be having this opportunity to by 2023 to go 
to the moon mm-hmm. and create. Yeah. So I, I, I'm like, I want to go. I want to be one of the people they choose to go. You're brave in, in, in a way that I am not. Yeah. Because I would not go. You wouldn't go because because you, kids, you don't want to leave the earth because music only exists here. You yeah, know? yeah, that that and just like um, it's just not my thing. I could totally see it if you, somebody would be into going to the moon. I totally get it. Yeah. You know, but for me, I'm like, nah, nah, I wouldn't do that, man. It's just because I'm gonna put my faith in. I don't know. That's a heavy, that's a very dangerous trip. I think. Yeah, yeah. Risky. It's risky, right? Mm-hmm. You like gambling? Like do I like dance? No, no. I, I'm not a big risk taker in general. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I would like to be a part of because it's so intriguing. It's so interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't like to create something like that here. But like they're they're taking it. I mean, like next level. No, this is like planetary. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's huge. Yeah. So let's let's jump into um the news. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about the, the news. So re- before we jump into the news, I always forget to do this. Um, on Sunday show, um, I had the privilege of talking about music con amor. So the it was my my idea and my wish to specifically focus on the music centered around the Latino Hispanic culture, mm-hmm. and that that ranges from Portuguese to Spain to Mexico to Costa Rica, I mean, or South Central and South America. Um, and I played a little bit of everything. So I started off with um, Jennifer Lopez, her song El Anillo, Anillo which is mm-hmm. it stands for the ring. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm st- I still don't know if she got the ring, but this, basically she's t- telling her fiance, like, she want a ring. I want a ring. You know, Beyonce's like, you know, all the single ladies put a ring on it. That was her single ladies ring song, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really great song, and it opened the show up. Yeah, went into moving to a, a new single by an artist by the name of Major. Major. You can find him on at now it's Major. Uh, his song was called "Love Me Ole" featuring Chris Casanova. Um, Does he have a Spanish background? Is he? You know, I don't know. I, I was looking at him. He has he. Yeah, it's questionable. I I gotta. I don't know. I I feel like I I should look that up. Maybe maybe you can look that up while I'm going through this list, and we'll come okay. back to it. But major love me ole, and then I had the chance to play one of my favorite um, Portuguese bands by the name of Zeep. Hmm. Um, they had two projects, and I played both of uh, one a song from each of their projects. The first project was called Shrift. Mm-hmm. Um, the album is called Lost in a Moment. Mm. Highly recommend you listen to that. It's hmm. about. 12 years old now I think it came out in um, 2006 but that particular album when it came out defined uh, an era for me like I still listen to that album from start to finish it's mm-hmm. called Shrift Lost in a Moment it's great Zeep was their second album and um, the artists are Nina, Nina Miranda and Chris Frank okay. and um, they've been making music for, for years and they've decided to call this particular project Zeep not sure what it means. Z e e p, and their name. The song was Agua, um, and it's about water. <laughs> we need water to live, to drink, to bathe, to clean. Um, Agua. It's a, such a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I played Betsada Machado y Paranda El Clavo, which they are a band, an Afro-Venezuelan band. Um, the name of the song is La, La Situación. And um, the situation, the situation, and it's yeah. about what's actually going on politically in Venezuela right now. Mm, yeah, um, got, and yeah. the cool thing about Betsada Machado is I had the privilege of meeting her and all of her band members, and 
my office at Hemming Park, we use it as a green room. So they were changing there. They mm-hmm. got a chance to hang out with them, have a couple of drinks with them. And uh, and they had a an outdoor concert and they wanted they didn't want to be on the stage. They wanted to be on the ground with the people. It was real intimate at, at eye level on the ground, all live music. And it was two days before Irma paid Jacksonville a visit. Oh, oh wow. So, you know, we were kind of concerned that, you know, we would have, you know, have a rained out concert. But, you know, leading up to a, a hurricane, the weather's kind of like it's like the calm before the storm. And it really was. It was a nice outdoor event. We had some food trucks out there. They performed live music and they performed this song. And it was my it was my favorite song. And it just made me think about uh, that moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, after I played Betsada Machado, I then played my favorite song by Mark Anthony. Uh, and that's called Aguanile. I like Mark Anthony. Yeah, it's a good song, too. It's great. Um, that played that. And then everyone's favorite, Hector Lavo, Que Leo, you know that? Leo. You know? Uh, probably not by name. Yeah. But I'm, I'm Ayudame. Sure Ayudame. He says it in the song, mm-hmm. um, which has helped me. Mm-hmm. Played that. And then um, most people don't know this, but they're, one of my other favorite artists, Gregory Porter, he put out an album um, that was a cover, uh, like an homage to Nat King Cole. And Nat King Cole covered a song called Kisas, Kisas, Kisas. Oh, yeah. And he he performed that song. So it's a, it was a, the slower, softer side of the right. whole set. <laughs> But uh, it showed his diversity um, or the diversity as an artist and um, had a chance to play Gregory Porter. And then, of course, I had been I tweeted leading up to the show that I was going to be playing music by Justin Timberlake. And believe it or not, like I checked my my Instagram where I also posted and um, I had hashtag Tito Puente, who's, of course, not here anymore. But his son is still making great music and his son went went on uh on Instagram and actually like sort of questioned why I had Justin Timberlake <laughs> on uh you know on the show and and he I got to find the comment here specifically but <laughs> he was trying to figure Yeah, he was like please explain to me, you know, where Justin Timberlake fits in to, you know, to this program and uh he says awesome. I'm trying to figure out where Justin Timberlake comes in with the Hispanic theme and of course I responded that you know he was on the Sergio Mendez compilation and mm. along with a bunch of other artists oh, good it's a good they sold it in starbucks they did that's right oh that yeah. was a bu- yeah. yeah okay yeah it's oh, called timeless and timeless. it's a really great album um featuring a bunch of sergio mendez uh, uh, uh songs yeah. oh, i remember were, that one yeah. it was like a lime green yes cover. yes right. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it was kind of awesome like, project yeah, yeah. really that. great project of course i got it because erica badu was on it you know mm. and then will i am was on the track along with pharaoh Monch. Um, uh, the, the the track called Loose Ends. And I love the track because I think, you know, he one of the lines is, Father, forgive us because we know not what we're doing. Um, and, and how are we going to tie up all these loose ends, basically? Like, you know, we're really screwing the world up and how are we going to tie up all these loose ends? We've like, we have this going on over here, this going on over here, but like, what's going on? So it was, you know, it, it spoke to what's happening today. And then, of course, I ended the first set. I always call side A of the mm. program before mm. the break with uh, Tito Puente. Um, excuse me. Ah! Yeah, no, Tito Puente. Oye, como va? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who version you like? Cecilia Cruz or or Carlos Santana? I played it, man. Tito Puente, man. I love his No, I'm talking about who version because they redid it. Cecilia Cruz redid it and then Carlos Santana redid it. I love Celia Cruz. 
You got I, I just love her. I mean, it sounds very. Yeah, I mean, it sounds similar. Yeah, you know, my father Tito Puente has been around for a long time. My father, uh, I'm 45, so my dad is like 87, Ooh, 88 right now, and and uh, and uh, you know, my dad told me a story about Tito Puente, and he was saying that you know Tito people would ask him, "Hey man, oh I love you know you can you play that Carlos Santana song, Oye Como Va?" <laughs> yeah. Because he made it famous. <laughs> right. Right. And he's like, he said he stopped telling people that it was his song because he just got oh. tired of saying it. He would just wow. say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, here you go. You know, uh, he's going to, I'm sure he's going to go every time I wrote that song. Right. Right. It's going to make him look, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. That, wow. Yeah. But it's, it, and at the very end of the song, one of my favorite parts is he's like, did that feel good? Yeah, and I just love it because I'm like, yes, it felt great. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then we came back at side, side A and then played, um, the girl from Ipanema, which is a Stan Getz song featuring Wao uh, Gilberto, mm-hmm. and I, that's such a good song. Like, and and it, it's so cool that 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 I, I got a chance to play that song. Oh, are you playing it? Yeah, that was a complete mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I'm scrolling through my phone, that's like um, a jazz standard. It really is, and and I've heard several renditions of that song. I think it, it was made popular by Stan Getz. I mean, Stan Getz yeah. uh, um, had the chance to play that, and um, and then right after I played that, of course, I went back to Shrift from the for, from the Lost in the okay. Moment album and played my favorite song, as far as I could see, as far as I could see. I will follow with an open heart as far as I can see. Uh, so as far as I can see, I, can follow, I will follow with my mind as far as I can see, I will follow with an open heart. Just a really good song. And it's like you can hear the fact and, and you almost kind of question the fact that Nina Frank or Nina Miranda and Chris Frank had a relationship because they've made music so much. You know, yeah. you use, you know, like, is this the is this their relationship with music or what? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I played uh, Buena Vista Social Club. Chan yeah. Chan, yeah. which is a very common yeah. track. Um, I also played De Toro Un Poco, which is from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, remember a little that. a little of this, you yeah, know. Um, yeah, yeah I, I can't think of it, yeah. Michael Lyons, um, it, his version, which is the best version ever, the one from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. There's a bunch of other covers out there, and if you, if you made the cover and you're hearing this podcast. Did you play the original one, or I you played, played the, the one from the Dirty Dancing? I played the one from the Dirty Dancing okay, soundtrack. Okay, okay, that's yeah. the one I'm, okay. Yeah, so cool Cool story about that song is um, I, exactly two years ago, this week, I had the privilege of performing with First Coast Dancing with the Stars. They're another, um, it's a program that's put on by the Beaches Fine Arts um, Association. Mm-hmm. And every year they do this big fundraiser for the Beaches Fine Arts Series so they can continue to bring this awesome music programming and free concerts to people in the in the Jack's Beaches area. And... Um, I had, I'm not a dancer at all. I don't dance. You sure? No. I mean, I can I can move, you know, and, and I have a little rhythm, but like choreographed dancing, I practiced from April until September and like the light bulb wasn't going off <laughs> until like three weeks before the <laughs> oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like, oh my God, I finally got it. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance to perform with uh, Jasmine Day Montgomery. She's a local choreographer she is not latino but she can move mm-hmm. and she can dance and she she worked with this very stiff guy <laughs> and um performed with her 
and we also did De Toro Un Poco along with Michael Jackson, Liberian Girl. It was like a, like yeah. a mashup. Oh wow! And nice. Uh, nice. it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun, but it nice. was a lot of work. But that night alone, do you know they raised over one hundred eighteen thousand dollars? No, it's amazing, and they do this every year. Um, so that's the cool story about De Toro Un Poco. And uh, in, in, ended with a, a, a song called Picadillo, the instrumental version, which is actually from Celia Cruz's band. And um, then I recapped everything because I didn't want to talk at all through any of the music. I wanted to just like wait to the very end to recap. Hmm. So um, that was that was my Musica con Amor. Uh, I like it. Para, para mi Latino community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my Spanish is not like super, super great. Yeah. Um, Tres años en escuela. Ah. Uh, speaking of, since it's Hispanic, Hispanic Heritage Month, before we jump into the news, I'm going to tell you guys a very funny story. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Funny story. Hilarious story. This was January 17th, 1991. <laughs> it's a damn shame I remember the actual date. I was attending Reebok Junior High School. Right. And I was my first year in Spanish. I think I was in the ninth grade at the time. And on this day, like, so this, this teacher that was there, her name was Miss Finlay. She's very quiet. She, she said that she was a vocalist, although I never heard her sing. And um, she always, she sat on a stool. She had a projector next to her. And then on the floor in front of the projector, she had this little karaoke machine. And she would always talk with the microphone. She never yelled. She says, I'm not yelling in this class because I'm not going to stress my vocal cords. And she was <laughs> such a lady. And, right. I, and I just loved her because she was just such a lady. Mm-hmm. So, in the, and, you know, I, I'm this guy that would get extra credit just for, like, translating stuff. You know, I'm the kid that actually translated the, the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Yo prometo fidelidad a la bandera de los Estados Unidos de América wow. y a la república que representa... Una nación bajo Dios, indivisible con libertad y justicia para todos. Mm-hmm. That was my translation, and it was actually the right translation because right. you know how Spanish, you know the 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 verb comes before the noun, and you know yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things that you guys do with your culture that, oh, yeah. that switches the words around. You know. Oh yeah. And then you have the male and female version. Why is a pen masculine and a, and a, a pen feminine and a, and a and pencil masculine? Like, who came up with this? Why is a table feminine? Like, you know. I was a guy that knew all the answers. And in Spanish class, they called me Chico, which means boy. Chico! <laughs> Chico, what's the answer to number three? <laughs> hey, Chico, what did she say? Mm. I didn't understand a thing she said. What did she say, Chico? So I would always be getting interrupted and have to translate for the all, for all the other dummies in the class that really, it wasn't elected to them. They could care less. They just knew they needed to pass the class. Yeah. So this one morning, January 17th, 1991, Miss Finley comes in and she's speaking in Spanish and she's telling the class that it was her last day at Duval County Public Schools. Hmm. And I'm sitting there and all I thought, what flashed before my eyes, I saw failure. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fail. And I started crying. And I'm crying like what Oprah would say, the ugly cry. The ugly but I was doing like... I can't believe the, I'm gonna I'm gonna f- f- fail fail mm-hmm. she she's leaving mm-hmm. and I'm crying and am I I'm doing this and I just oh and they're like Chico what's wrong what is she saying bro what's what's going on and I'm, I'm trying to like process the right, fact that my right. teacher is literally saying that this is her last oh, wow. day yeah, and I don't yeah. have a chance to say oh, goodbye wow. and we got like 15 minutes left before the next period so I'm like mm. freaking out right. right. 
And they, then she finally said it in English. And they were like, oh. And everybody's like consoling me and hugging me. And I'm like bawling. <laughs> you know, I stayed after class, you know. Yeah. It turns out that she left the public school system where she taught Spanish. Like, I had an A in this woman's class. She was the best teacher that I've ever had in my right. entire hmm. school, school life, life right. ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the best one. Yeah. She left the public school system to teach French at Bowles, the Bowles School. Oh, wow. Which is a private school here in Jacks. Ka-ching. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a money move. She had to make that money move. So I don't blame her, but I was hurt. Right. And then there was a substitute teacher that came in that reminded me of a villain in a soap opera. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Like and she that. only word she knew how to say was, no chicle. No gum. No chicle. That's all she wanted. That's all she knew how to say. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, that, that, that they gave me a C. Like, you normally people say, no, you earned a C. No, no, no. She this gave. woman, she gave me a C. Oh, wow. Yeah. Your vibe was off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was traumatized by that event. I really was. <laughs> so let's talk about some events. Okay. There's a, a lot that's been happening in music yeah. this week. Yeah. Man. Um, wow. Um, the, the highlights from the week is that on Monday morning, September 17th, I don't talk about this guy often. I'm going I'm to I'm try to say this real fast so you guys can understand. Kanye tweeted that he was hinting of having a new project called Yandi. You know, he he came up with an album called Yeezus, which stands for Yeezy and Jesus. Now you got Yandi, which stands for Yeezus and Gandhi. Gandhi yeah. like, is this guy like, what what the hell? So he, you know, coupled with SNL, Saturday Night Live's Adam Driver. So people are speculating that Yeezus 2 is coming. Right, right. And, and he also is moving to Chicago, you know, so everybody's like happy about that, but not yeah, really. That's not, I heard about that. Um. So anyway, you know, that's the news about Kanye. I don't, I don't think, Goliath, you don't know anything about why I... It's not that I dislike Kanye. I just think that Kanye is suffering from a mental illness mm-hmm. and he's putting it in his music and he's activating a bunch of people who are also mentally ill. <laughs> but he's talented. No, no doubt. He is. He's, he's, like he's the, talented. You know, I, I haven't listened to a, a, a lot of Kanye uh, Kanye's music. Good for you. And uh, I saw a video one time of like he was being shot out like a uh, uh, evil Knievel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to some other some other songs and it just didn't hit it just didn't hit home. No, <laughs> I mean you know you know it just and doesn't I, resonate. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't it didn't resonate. I didn't see any, I didn't see anything in it like that. I was like, oh yeah, this is Jesus walks. Wait. Jesus walks. No, that's not. What's the one where he was doing? He was the evil Knievel. That's the one. That's the one of the that's videos. The oh, Jesus walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the videos that yeah. I saw. You didn't like that? No, I, I, not that I can remember. No, you know, I, I can't. When I, when I like something, I know it right away. Remember it right now. But I, but I gotta tell you, my musical taste. I am like incredibly finicky, and right. I don't even know what my musical taste is. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't matter what genre the song is. It doesn't matter. I just like it or I don't like it. You know, like when you walk past a painting, yeah, mm. you either you either stop or, or you, you go, keep walking. You go, whoa, yeah, right, mm. yeah, or you keep walking, yeah, right. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. That's how it is with music. And I like about, I can tell you, I like paintings like that. Like I like music like that. I like about, I'd say an average of three to five songs a year. Mm-hmm. Interesting, like that. Wow. Maybe not even that. Some years. Maybe like one or two every year where I'm like, man, I can listen to this all year long. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. You know? Yeah. But the rest is like hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Especially 
the way that music is being made today mm. because of the 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 need to put the product out and right. put it out continually. So people are just squeezing. You take a folk song and people will just squeeze the words into into an area where they don't they don't belong there. Wow. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they'll be, oh, we'll just leave it like that. Yeah. Instead of sitting down and working it out, let's find a better word, you know, that kind of thing. Because that mm-hmm. takes a lot of time. It takes yeah. a lot of time, a lot of energy. You wow. Know? So, I, you know, I think a lot of the, especially the mainstream artists, um, those individuals who are signed to like mainstream labels, they their contracts written in that way. Like, you know, there's an expectation that they have to put out a certain number of music per year. Um, they got to, the touring may be something different, but in reference to putting out the music, they have to put it out regardless of whether they want to or not. Right, and it's right. like, it's almost like, like you, you're referring it to a, a painting and I'm, it's interesting that you do because I, I view music that way but since I'm, I have synesthesia, which is I see colors and when I hear sounds. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always attributed my music or the music that I created to like painting on a canvas and coming back to it and adding colors and layers and stuff like that. But mm. you can't rush art. If you do, then you it's it's beyond abstract. You you it's not you almost like can't interpret it. You, you interpret it. You don't know what it is. And I think that's it's like that with a lot of people in the music industry. They're just like cranking this stuff out, you know. Yeah, and you can't like it, it's the best analogy that I've ever come across is um, it's exactly like you can't force I, I, you take your dog out. You can't force your dog to poop. Right. Or you can't force yourself to go to the bathroom. No. You do it when you're ready. Right. You exactly. Know? I know yeah. it's not the best analogy with something so beautiful with something that is so, <laughs> so ranked. But I'm saying it's the same kind of yeah. human function. It, it comes in natural when it's supposed to happen. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. And, you, and you, I found that like, the older I got personally that, you know, in, in making music, the reason I don't make the music like I used to, because I got, I was falling slowly into that thing. Of, oh, I got to put a single out. I got to put, I got to do something. Knowing that it wasn't really my best or the best representation of what I wanted to, mm. what one of my fan base or my, my friends or whatever to hear. Yeah. So I would just put the stuff out and not be happy with it. And there's oh, a lot of no. music. No, really, there's a lot of mm. music over the course of my, my, my career in music that I put out that I am not completely 100% happy with. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll say, 98%, you could be 98% happy with it. Yeah. Because you got to let it go at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I You got to let agree. it go at some point because you could work on it and work on it. That's wisdom, see? Yeah, you got you to let it go. But I'll tell you, my favorite way of seeing it, any art form, like writing, I'm writing right now, I'm writing a book, okay? But even it works in music too. Mm-hmm. I heard this for writing literature, but it works in music too. Is that, and Stephen King actually said this in his book about writing. He says, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get a fossil out of the ground when you're, when you're creating. Okay. You're trying to get, you're trying to get a fossil out and you don't, you rarely get the whole thing out Mm. intact. You know, it might, it may happen once in a blue moon. But the the important part is that you get enough of it out to where people, everybody gets it. Oh, this is a dinosaur. Yeah. And this is the head and this is the tail and this is the stomach. Mm-hmm. And then you could, you could stop at any point there. Once people got that, you know, what you're, what you're trying to get out there. Then from then on, you can go on ahead and keep dusting it. Yeah. And dusting yeah. It. But then it, mean, did you fall, you think it'll fall into line of it being overproduced? I mean, it can be at, at some point. I mean, you could, I've, I've had tracks where 
I overproduce them, mm-hmm. and then I have to backtrack, and then make it Scale sound back, and then make it sound less produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. What a pain in the ass. I mean, well, because it, it's like, look, if you're looking at it like a painting, it's like you've put all this color up, and all of a sudden, oh, you can't. Damn, unpaint I want to. No, I want to take the purple off now. <laughs> you've ruined the painting. You can paint over it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Um, we we talked about we were talking about Kanye and. Um, and his upcoming project, Yandi. So wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, when you the songs that you released, and you're not a hundred percent, you're not totally ha- happy with enough to have released, right? Mm-hmm. Th- when that happens, you don't even want to tell people about those songs, right? Correct. Right. Which is why a lot of the material that I put out is not heavily marketed because I feel like, for me, it's not a representation of who I am anymore. Right. Um, okay. Right. Uh, that I've saying. evolved as an artist, and I. It's almost like, you know, and, and I'm trying to like sit, figure, figure out an example. Why don't you just um, let it go? Like, let it go and say, here, y'all enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's out there, but but sometimes... The stuff you don't have le- that you got in the vault. Because mm, mm. asked, he asked you a question. Like, what do you do with them? What, what do I do with it? It's they, they sit in an archive, and I'll be like, you know, when I'm dead and gone, someone will say, oh, you know, here is the 180 songs that Damien's been working on, and here is his anthology, like they did with Prince recently. Right. Oh, and wow. they'll continue to release all this music, and Prince is probably rolling over in his grave like, I told him not to put the song on. Oh, wow. <laughs> did you like Prince? Nah, you know? Did you like Prince? I love him. I love okay. Prince. Yeah, I yeah. Prince. There is brand new music. There's like well over 100 new songs that were just released. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean... Damn. He did this one, as a matter of fact, he did Mary Don't You Weep, and I played it on the show a while back, and it's just him and a piano. Yeah. And it's just, it's 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 amazing. That must be a rare yeah. recording, because I forgot he played piano. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a rare recording. So, um, okay, so next up, real quick, too, and we'll get the, the sad news out of the way. Um, last week, Mac Miller, oh, yeah. 26-year-old oh, rapper, man. he died of a drug overdose. Yeah. And it, everybody's still talking about it. They're even now saying that there, there's a possibility that it really wasn't drugs. We, we don't really know what, but apparently he suffered with depression. Yeah. Hmm. And um, 26 years old, I heard old, it man. in his music, though. You did. You did. Did you see the NPR? I didn't. Mm-mm. Tell me, tell me about it. What happened? In the song, he's playing with a live band. He's a rapper now. Very eclectic, very in tune, but he's talking about addiction, a darkness, and it sounds like a concoct. It sounds like a Lauryn Hill slash Eminem type thing. Like he's very lyrical, visual, but it's a live band. It sounds so good. It, I'm sorry. It's like more like a black, like Black Thought. Okay. Like he's kind of like Thought from the roots. Sing rapping, but the band is so solid, and he's like he's flowing like, and he's talking. I mean, it's sad. Like it's, you should check it out. Um, matter of fact, I might post it on the um, Taste Test Radio page. But um, in his music, like whoever that band was, killer band. I mean, really. But yeah. you said it sounded like he was depressed in his music. Yeah, he sounded depressed. Yeah, he sounded real depressed. And he, I mean, you know, NPR. They don't let anybody. They don't let anybody. I know. Yeah. Oh, that you. You okay? So you're referring to his tiny desk performance. Yeah. You seen that? I did not see that. I have. You to need back. to see I need it. To see it. Okay. I will. You need to yeah. see it because. Yeah. God, you know, God bless it. Before I seen that, when I heard of him, I thought he was okay. I didn't really, but when I seen that performance, I was like, and then maybe two months later he died. Wow. But that that performance alone made me say, wow, he is talented because I, you know, you know, um, I'm not biased on race, mm-hmm. but 
he just was like to me at that time, okay, another white rapper. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, who had a volume body of music, very popular, but I just wasn't buying his music. But when I heard that live perform performance with a solid band, mm-hmm. I mean it. I mean the band was playing like they. You could tell they had like a classical background. It was you know some could have been from church, but they sounded so good. And he was just talking about. You know, like, what if I ended my life? That's that's how it came out. Very wow. melancholy. Wow. Very, you know, like, it was like he was trying to save himself in his own music. Like, he was talking to the serpent third person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I hope he's okay. And then I hear that he died. He passed, yeah. I was like, yeah. That's... What's up with that? What do you think about that? Like, uh, you said he was 26? Yeah. yeah. 26 years old, yeah. He's killing himself at 26. What does he know? <laughs> What's he doing? What does, right. he about, I mean, it, what does he know just, about pain? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he hasn't so, lived enough. But no, he was no, written out. I mean, very successful, though. Sure, sure. Very successful. But it's always sad to hear someone at that age. I mean, it's always sad to hear if anybody die, but, you yeah, know, somebody so, at that so age. So he's going to the studio, and he's working with good musicians, right? And then he's got some money, I guess, right, from making yes, music. Yeah. He's got some celebrity, some fame. Uh-huh. Yeah, very famous. And he's depressed, and then he's going to kill himself. He's just like that. That is like I wonder. That always makes me wonder if he worked like at Publix instead, if he would be all right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Interesting. Like, yeah, if he took a different journey. Yeah, if he was like, or is it that? Is it still that environment mm-hmm. that has been sick for so long? Is it still a sick environment? I think the latter. I really do. I really do. Yeah. Because it's ridden with, again, expectations and projections of other people onto you right. um, as, an, as, as, an, as an artist. And you're, you're an artist. I consider you, uh, I, I highly respect, respect your art. And we'll talk more about you specifically in a little while. But Yeah, um, yeah I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. As, a, as an That's artist, good. I feel like um, the, the whole, and I wrote a blog a while ago, I had the privilege of working with this local dance company called Cooper Morgan Dance Theater. And part of my magnum opus, this this soundtrack that I have been working on for like the last five years, they took the majority of the soundtrack and they actually comp- choreographed music to it and they danced. It's like 59 minute soundtrack, but they, they did 45 minutes of the 59 minutes and it was it was amazing. Hmm. But during that process, I realized as an artist, you have to allow people to create and uh, and have their own interpretation in their own time and in their own way, or else you could either squelch the creative process or just like let me stop it completely, or you can disrupt the flow. So right. it, it'll be like it's it's hard. Like why is this why is this really hard? Because this person's coming and saying, yeah, I know your your sound. I, I appreciate your artistry, but you got to go back and that hooks was weak even though you feel like i've been this hook is great and every all my friends say the hook is great and i've loved this song and then all of a sudden the, the suits or the big guys is dropping the money behind the project like that's just not what we're looking for in our label oh man you know and and that that's why i say the industry could be sick because you have individuals who are trying to with with a whole capitalism and this commercialism of of music that is really trying to to tell or dictate what a sound should sound like or, 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 or what an artist should do with their masterpiece. And that could be counterproductive to an artist that can cause an artist to suffer depression like Mac, Mac Miller. I'm not sure if that was the situation with him or not, yeah. but, you know. Do it, you know that, that uh, pr- very, very recently a scientific uh, study was done on 
the diversity of sound and music mm -hmm. for the past 60 years, I think it was. And, um, and they found that the, the canvas, the, the palette for music has been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And one of the reasons, like in the 80s, that it happened was that the synthesizer came out. So then every band was using the same sounds. Yeah, okay, yeah. There was one thing. Mm -hmm. But now, I can't tell the difference. When I hear a, a section of it, I can't tell the difference between Despacito and Enrique Iglesias. Right. I'm like, is it the same song? This, yeah, like, you know? yeah. And that's what's going on. Or the reggaeton. Or the bachata. You know? Bachata, yeah. It's, there's no defining sound anymore. Yeah, the... Well... What I well, the, you mean the defining sound? There's there's no uh, the diversity is gone because before people used to do things. You might record your vocals into a headphone because you don't have a microphone, mm, and that's yeah. what you work with. Yeah. yeah, you know that kind of thing is gone, right? Everybody's got the same mic. Everybody's got the same yeah, Pro yeah, Tools. So. Everybody's got the same reverb unit on their mm. Pro Tools or the Ableton or whatever they use. It's right. it's going to be one of like eight. Wow. You know? And so I, in my new next projects, I'm going the other direction. Yeah. Analog? Well, well, I'm just going to go, I'm, gonna, I'm going for a sound, right? Whatever that sound requires, that's what that's I'm going to do. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that in a minute. Okay. I, I wanna, wait, let's get this news out of the way. Okay. Yeah, because I want to spend a little bit more time, like, digging into your brain okay. <laughs> and maybe maybe i can it's get that that guitar over okay. there that doesn't have a name there's cobwebs can, in there <laughs> maybe we can get the cobwebs dusted off <laughs> <laughs> and we can get some music out of you no no i'm just kidding there's no cobwebs in there it's like it's an it's in a fury right now actually my brain it's been it's been go for it do the, all right do, so get the news. so next up okay i'm not sure if anybody if you guys are following this but like this is one of my favorite shows on hbo um the new show insecure insecure yeah um produced by isa ray mm -hmm. um they they their new season three uh -huh. is out and they just released the soundtrack and they have a whole bunch of different like new songs on it they play some nice songs on there they really do and you know i always joke and i like for the for the radio show music comes to me and normally it doesn't come to me from television or anything like that because I don't know a lot of music supervisors that do a really good job. I'm I'm sorry if you're listening to the podcast and you don't think you think I think you're not doing a good job supervising the music that you play on the show. I'm sorry. However, the shows that I've seen, the music is not well put together. Um I have to say that Insecure season 3 from HBO is great. Queen Sugar who M, uh, M, uh, Michelle Indiego Cello, mm -hmm. she curates all the music for their shows and she does a fantastic job. Very good. Um, two of the, one of the show, one of the songs, and I'm going to talk about this, I think this is a, gosh, the, one of the songs that I heard on last Sunday's show was a, by a group called Radiant Children. And I don't know much about them. I tried to dig in, but I was busy working today, but they have an EP, it's a five track EP, really about 4.2 songs, right? <laughs> they put this EP out. You can hear the whole thing on SoundCloud. The EP is called Tryin, Tryin, T-R-Y-I-N mm -hmm. um, EP. And I will be playing on up this coming show their track called Pokeball. Pokeball. Which, I of like course, that. if you like uh, anything Asian theme and you you know what a Pokeball is, you know, it, you can, it's a, a melange of a different, presentation it's whatever you want to put in your bowl basically right, right. <laughs> and um talking about live instrumentation 
you have uh, the opportunity to, you know, and for for those of those of those of you guys who are who are just now joining on Instagram, wanted to say hello, but the um, we're talking about Radiant Children and their new EP, Trying. Um, also, we joined in the guest in the studio with our guest Goliath Flores, and we, of course, my co-host Blue Francois yes. on Taste Test Radio. Um, this particular, I feel like the the this group took a really different turn. We're talking about the turns in music and how how music sort of evolved and how you don't you don't have that diversity. They are a primarily white band, and they sound very very black <laughs> and i love it hmm. um and but what 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 i'm seeing and a friend of mine tommy bridgewater who was on one of the past shows uh-huh. we were talking about this today he heard it and he just put both of his fingers up and he was like this is so damn good you oh, know yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like this is really yeah. good because what's happening in the in the urban arena mm-hmm. or the urban music arena is that the the black sound has evolved right to beats trap music mm-hmm. um no real feel to music and and the the instrumentation that was once there that live instrumentation has sort of been passed off or left there for other people to come who studied real black music theory mm-hmm. yeah and they've come and they've perfected the art of of, of black music mm-hmm. and i think radiant children with their ep Specifically, the last song, Poke Bowl, that last 20 seconds, I rewinded that thing like 50 million times when I heard it. Like 20 I, seconds. The last 20 seconds. It's like the last 20 seconds of their EP is just exquisite. I mean, the whole EP is exquisite, but it just sums up their what what's to come. You know, like it makes you like, okay, I need a full LP from hmm. you guys. Like you yeah. can't do this to me with these five songs. Don't do this ever again. You're not giving me enough music, you know. So um, that happened, and then what I like also is that on the on the Insecure season three soundtrack from HBO, um, they they played an artist by the name of Tierra Whack, and I know you're from from uh, from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I was out in LA the early part of of August, and um, end up going to this area called Salmar, where I have my friend. Um, uh, Brian, whose birthday is today. Hello, Brian. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Um, I was at his house, and he and his partner, they sat me down on the couch, and they're like, oh, my God. we ha- Have you ever heard of Tierra Whack? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> like, okay, you got 15 minutes? I said, 15? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So Tierra Whack is out of Philadelphia. Uh-huh. W-H-A-C-K? W- like, yeah, like, this is Whack. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, yeah, she's using, Whoa. she's using that whack. Mm-hmm. Her album is called mm-hmm. Whack World. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how it's brilliant. Great. Let yeah. me tell you how brilliant she is. Every song is one minute, <laughs> and she has a video to go with every song. And if you go to YouTube, you can see this whole album, fifteen minutes. That's all it is, and every song is diverse. She raps, she sings, she dances. She's diverse and that is whack. Okay. Bleep, bleep, it was bleep. so good. It was and whack whack is like you want to use it in a good way. Like yeah. Tierra, if you're watching this Tierra, I love you. Um, so diverse. She reminds wow. she puts you in the mind of like Missy Elliott when Missy Elliott first came out. Oh yeah. That super duper fly, yeah. real off the wall, real cutting edge, very, very different video. Right, um, right, right, right. 
You must. It is a must if you devote 15 minutes. If you got 15 minutes, go to YouTube, type in Tierra Whack, T- Whack World, Whack and World. just watch it. Wow. You will not be disappointed. Wow. I was blown away. I literally was blown away. Like, I don't even know what direction wow. to go in anymore with my music because this is somebody that literally took um, a completely different concept. And and think about it. So On, what what are the textures? What is she doing? She's she's she's, she's singing and okay, rapping. Okay, and, and what are the, what's going on in, in the music? You have to see. Is it synthy or is no. it acoustic? No, no, no. Oh. It's um, it's it's synthy. I mean, okay. It's it's indicative of today's trap music that I was talking about. But how see, she? I don't really know what trap music is. Dude, I, 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 can you can you describe what trap? Yeah, music yeah. Is tell me what trap him? music is. It's a. It's a um, very repetitive. Um, Trap, uh, 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 um, the, the, is it, but the percussion, okay, yeah, and the hi hats, and this is a repetitive digital sound, okay, you know, mixed in with synthesizer, and then so, so like the people are rapping, singing, they doing everything, like the whole wave of music have went to this, yeah, it really um, doesn't go anywhere, like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no vamp or bridge, oh, yeah, most of like 90 percent of the time, yeah, yeah. I mean. It doesn't really go anywhere, but it's in a lot of the rap community, the hip hop community mm-hmm. has they've branded it, this. It's in pop now. Did you know that? It's okay, in pop now, now. now yeah. trap, uh, um, trap music does the does it have a a rhythm signature? Yeah, you know how, it's, how, you know how reggae it has like or, or it does. You know what? A, it does. It has that. It has, it like yeah, it has yeah. a. There's a syncopated rhythm to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, which which rhythm? I mean, can you do it to me? Can mm-hmm. you do it for me? Like. I'm not a really good trap artist, so I I, I can't okay, like okay. beatbox trap. Okay. I, I don't want to be Pull something you know up, like a Bryson Tiller or yeah we'll we'll, we'll play something yeah, okay. we're gonna we're because gonna get back you say there, trap yeah. I think of trap set no no no, right, no. you drums. know what though the hi hats on there the hi hats on there the repetitions it actually is a sample from the trap set okay so that <laughs> okay so that's actually funny you said that. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So um, okay. So Tierra Whack. Tierra Whack. Yeah. It's, yeah. You like you must. Yeah. All right. And, I'll check and, it out. And, yeah. and don't listen. Don't watch it with your kids. Okay. Because it, it's it. It could be disturbing. Some yeah. of the some okay. of what you see is yeah. a little bit disturbing. I would see, say. Yeah. I, I gotta tell advisory. you. Once I had kids, <laughs> um, I always thought of myself as somebody who has an impeccable memory. Yeah. Okay. And I still, I think I still do. But once I had kids, I don't know anything anymore. Like all I know is like right now. <laughs> That's all that matters, though, when you think about it. I mean, I understand, <laughs> I understand, but it's like you could just never get a hold of anything because, like, I used to remember people's names or I used to I used to remember people's faces like an elephant. So, so long term memory, short term memory, Shot. they're both gone. It's just now memory. It's like right now. Like yeah. what is going on right now? Who's in the living room and who's in the kitchen and who is in <laughs> and where am I and what am I doing? What are we doing in yeah. ten minutes from now? Yeah. And you know, and what do we got what do we gotta do tomorrow? Or like so all these things and everything gets kicked out of my brain. Wow. So I don't know what's going on. I, I'm in I'm in like Toddlandia. Toddla- toddler, Toddlandia. Toddler Landia. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got you know. Landia. Yeah. Um, wow. This is this is good. Okay, so listen. The last point. Okay, so definitely listen to Radiant Children. Gotta listen Radiant to the, children, Radiant yeah. Children. Listen yeah. to their EP. Mm-hmm. And then also listen to Tierra Whack. Tierra Whack. Whack World. Whack um, World. The one of the other things that happened in the news this week is Lauren Hill decided that she was going to remove Santigol and, and Nas. Nas from her concert tour. 
Wow. So were they got an argument or what? Well, it, long story. Tell me, tell me the TLDR as people say. The, yeah, the the rundown. Oh, so, so I, I'm I'm going to quote this information that I got oh, okay. from from yeah, Complex.com. Yeah. Um, these problems come just one month after Robert Glasper, who is a well-known pianist, he claimed that Lauryn Hill stole music during the makings of her first album, which is The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, yeah. and failed to credit a lot of musicians in the past. And he told a Houston radio show, quote unquote, she likes to take credit so she can become the superhero person or the super person. If you're a super person and you're that talented, do it. Um, so, Prince. Prince. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and he continued on to say to in this interview, this that, that was actually, you know, sort of like a, a room like this. All these guys sitting around and he's just Robert Glass was dropping this information. He's like, you know, I can understand if you're such a perfectionist, but like you only put one record out <laughs> in 20 years, you know, like mm -hmm. where's your music, you know, and everybody else in the industry is like, okay, Lauren, you, you, she was, went to a medium maybe two weeks after the, the blitz had happened yeah. to try to defend herself. Mm -hmm. And she wrote this long blog and everyone was sharing the blog and they're like, where's the music if you have this discography of music then where's the music so yeah you know she was getting raving reviews everybody knows that she's been late to a lot of her concerts she shows Very up late, late um to the point where people have been waiting for two hours yeah and then she comes out and she does a 40, 45 minute set wow. and then they people want their money back and how does that happen it, it happens a lot it does happen uh, yeah it happens um, a lot and we and and for like you know with her she was trying to explain why that happens is because she's trying to create a moment. She's trying to, to, you know, at that moment, you know, she wants to go with the flow and the energy. And if she's not feeling it, then that's what, that's what she gives, it's, you know, mm. something I'm sort of paraphrasing her, but Santi goal, who was on the tour that got removed from the tour, she actually went to Twitter and I think she was a little salty about it personally. So she said, I'm sorry you paid us to see, she says, I'm sorry you paid to see us and we're not there. These are to her fans on Twitter. Um, really what this really bums me out. That um, I'm also bummed that Miss Lauren Hill and crew didn't tell people why we're not there. She just took us off the bill. Hmm. So we don't really know why. Um, maybe because of so many cancellations and a lot of ticket sales that maybe she couldn't pay them. I don't know. I don't right, want to speculate. Right. Yeah. Um, but this, again, surrounds Lauren Hill. And I oh, think Lauren oh, should oh. stop touring <laughs> and put another album out. Mm-hmm. That is Lauren Hill now. Yeah, what song is she singing? That's saying. Yeah, she's well. Here, okay. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Every band, uh, I don't know, like 95 percent of the of the bands and 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 musical acts that I could think of, um, have this one album, like their one defining album, okay, and that is a feat. Yeah. To accomplish, let's say in rock. Let's say like Guns N' Roses, it's Appetite for Destruction, mm -hmm. right? For my introduction to Neo Soul, it's uh, for Jill Scott. It is who, 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 is, is, who Jill is Jill Scott, Scott? yeah, mm -hmm. right. right. And, but I'm saying it, it goes on and on, right? Yeah. The bands, and then they're riding the wave of that thing. But it's usually the first. It's usually the, the debut that is the best one, right? For reason being yeah. that that debut. Is the thing that they've been compiling and working on since they were 16. Right. It's a life's work. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so they release that, and then in two years, you want that again. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, that's not... Now, making an album like Appetite for Destruction or or Who is Jill Scott, right? Yeah. Making an album like that, that's already a contribution, the contribution to music that you made right there. You could already walk away and just go be a, an accountant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I'm saying yeah. Lauren Hill's, that album was that good. Yes, it was. Yeah. The it miseducation. Was. It's it's uh, twenty years later, and it's timeless. I could still pop it on, the, and I'd be still. like, I still play it sometimes. Still, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so still time for new music. No, no, no. I I hear what you're saying. If you're gonna stay <laughs> in the game, if you're gonna stay in the yeah. game, yeah. I I just I I just wish that once artists made a lot of money, right? I wish they just they would just get weird. That's what that's what I want. Well, that's what everybody okay. wants. So so here's like, the deal. Oh, I'm Lauren Hill, and now I just make like weird. This is one reason why texture sounds now. <laughs> <laughs> this is one reason why I everybody knows this. If you've listened to any of the show in the past, if you know me personally, you know that I love Erica Badu. Okay. Okay. Erica Badu came out with Baduism. She wasn't pleased with Baduism, technically because they made it too shiny, meaning they they overproduced it, and her version of On and On was a little bit more gritty, and they made it more commercial. But she won several Grammys, several like five, six Grammys for her work with Baduism. Mm. She then got pregnant while she was on tour in 1997. She released her live album on the heels of Baduism, which had only been out for several months while she was pregnant on tour. Mm. They had the success of that in Tyrone, which was a happenstance because she just happened to be in London and was playing around with her band. And then all of a sudden they start making this music and she's like, okay, called Tyrone and that's how Tyrone came to, to be. I love it. That's great. Yeah. She had her baby. Yeah. Lived her life. Two years later in 2000 when everything shifted because Jill Scott had, had dropped an album and Jill Scott, Jill Scott was like, you know, on, on the rise. The Roots were on the rise. All these great music musicians came. Then Erica came with Mama's Gun and continued with the level of success from her debut record. But it was a complete deviation from it it was more jazz it was more that's probably why more experimental yeah and she began to continue to experiment through you know all of her albums and then she got really really weird with new america part one and two mm -hmm. and everybody's like you know you, this you know what's going on she's like i've been trying to tell y'all what's going on with the world but all y'all stuck on is tyrone <laughs> and if you listen to new miracle part one and two you kind of see what's happening in the world today yeah. you know it, it just it's it's a type and a shadow but her journey is that she continued to redefine herself. She continued to rebrand herself. Whereas Lauren Hill had that level of success and she was that, but she never, she didn't continue. She may have done a single here or there. She was part of a comp compilation or something like that, but she really never continued to refine herself. And much to her chagrin, she still is eating off of that, that 20 year old album. She still is. She, yeah. you know. She, well, so why do you think that is? Does she have a drug problem or something? I don't know. Substance abuse? I, no? I, I can't really speak on that. I know that she had tons of kids. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 no. I, I mean, don't look. Think people want to work with her. But if you have kids, it's, it's a whole life chance of life. No, Especially when you have eight. But I'm saying uh, um, making music. I can tell you this as a person with kids who have kids who did not have kids making music and not have kids. Making music is a very selfish thing yes it is it's a very selfish act mm -hmm. it's very solitary it's very you know 
Anyway, but I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. No, I was saying that she alienated maybe fans, and she also alienated musicians that contributed to making her music great, where she didn't give credit. And so now she's in a world where she has to either, and she's not the best guitarist. She can play. She's not the best guitarist. And so I think that when people hear her, and this is what I'm assuming, they're probably like, hey, well, since you Lauryn Hill, it's going to be $400 an hour, you know, you can come use the studio. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just because she's Lauryn Hill. $400 an hour. Okay, well, hey, you know, I want to call in a producer. All right, um, $1,500 a track. You know, right, you right, know, so right. and then mixing, mastering, you know, thousands of dollars. So that's when you got to call with a disguised voice and be like, <laughs> hi, my name is uh, Maria and I would like to rent out your studio, please. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Right. So I, I think it's just more of a business aspect because she didn't do business properly. And I think that that those favors and she burnt so many bridges. I think that she would have to if she was to release an album, it would have to be something that she f- Fully finance and invest in, and I think nobody's gonna cut she could call it. You know what? That's what she could call and, it. And, the, and the, I want the bridges are burning. I want to apologize too because I know that um, I she did put out another album, um, and that was when she did her M, uh, MTV Live. Yeah, but it was experimental. However, and I can say this now because yeah. that's been ah, since like I love 90, it. Yeah. 99, I believe ninety eight yeah. ninety. No, actually, it was later than that. It was like maybe two thousand one, two thousand three, or so. Um, that particular album was her ex- experimenting, but her more of her like uh, therapy. She was expressing herself on stage. She actually had a moment where she's crying. She's crying in the song. But if you listen to a lot of the lyrics now, you're like, man, she was kind of like prophesying the future. Mm. Um, are, are you talking about when she went on tour with her acoustic guitar? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's yeah, there yeah. with the hat on the ball cap yeah, and she said yeah. a lot of people said that she looked like a, a boy. Yeah, I'll you know? tell you what, like when she did that, it was like interesting as a guitarist to see it happen because a lot of people started playing the guitar like that. Wow. They started playing, they started playing those chords. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because yeah. it was sloppy, okay. but then it got comfortable. Dun. Dun, dun, dun. Like yeah. yeah, people were. I mean, as a producer, I used to work on a lot of rap and R and B. I worked on it for years, and as a producer, people started asking me, "Oh, you play the guitar? I want yeah. something Can like this." Can you make this sound? I was like, like, "Wow, hey, it's off right. note. It's off right. court." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I never noticed that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's you yeah, did. I, I did not notice that. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So we we talked enough about news. I'm like really really excited. Um, because there that was news that was the best news ever that's news that's that's how we talk about news we <laughs> yeah that was the best news ever i, I, I was waiting for to hear about news. dead people and trees nah. and like nah. and floods and we're nah. intimate at news yeah we're intimate at nuclear news. wars nah man taste that this 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 show one thing about taste test live is that you know I make it a point to keep the vibration up here. Mm-hmm. Enough of this low frequency stuff. Like yeah. I don't like being low and slow and because yeah. uh, it's mm-hmm. just so laborious and boring. Yeah. Um, but you, you could talk about news, and you, we talked about Mac Miller and how he passed away. But at yeah. the same time, you know, there was a different spin on music. So your spin, being Goliath Flores, yeah. for those of you who are tuning in on, online, uh-huh. oh, he was making notes. Okay, yeah. um, Goliath Flores. I've I've had the privilege of seeing Goliath perform in my time of going out. And I mean, I, I saw you at 
several Mediterranean restaurants, which is interesting. Ocean 60? Ocean 60. Right. I've seen yeah. them there. And something that something that stood out to me about Goliath that I liked, because I, I never really... One if, you're, if you're like in Dallas or New York, you don't know where these places are, but let me just tell you, they're pretty cool. Yeah. cool. Pretty cool spots that, that mm-hmm. Goliath plays. The cool thing about Goliath is that he has this uncanny ability to make the sound of a horn with his mouth. <laughs> and I thought I was the only person that did that. You did, you really? Yeah. Oh. And you know, I mean, like, can you can you get can you like give us a little give sample. us a little sample? Like somebody one time, somebody told me that there's a oh man, what's the guy's name? There's a, a guy who plays the guitar and he sings a song that goes upside down. Da 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 da. I can't think of his name, but anyhow, mm-hmm. Cooper or something. Anyway, okay. somebody told somebody said, "Hey man, oh you make the sound." the trumpet like this guy and i go i mean i never even heard of that guy you know so you make a sound of a trumpet like an actual marcus cooper no 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 nah, some something else i can't remember his name but it's like a little hip it's it's, it's, yeah. it's like for kids like the song almost like it's it's like a, a acoustic guitar yeah. real like in the background kind of music but anyway anyway he, this guy said to me that said, said that to me and the thing is this guy was famous this guy's famous mm-hmm and I'm like, this his mouth trumpet sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually did a mouth trumpet as it well. It was horrible. It's like, and then people are like raving about it. I'm like, oh, I, I, I get you. Somebody was comparing feel, him. Like, yeah, oh, I felt like, like it made me feel weird. Wait, like, sorry, I don't know so, why. So I felt, back up, back up. So you call it a mouth trumpet? Yeah, mouth trumpet. Okay. Can you so know. give us give us an example? Sing a song and add it. Well, <laughs> one, one of your originals. I mean, you want me to get the guitar? I do that do really it. quick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, but I'm saying, you want you want me to play a song? Yeah. That... You want me to play a whole song? I'll just do your little section. Yeah. This this will be great. I can just do a little section. We're gonna take a quick break, and while Goliath sets up his guitar, and then we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. You want to hear some live music? It's a, it's a good good sound. Now, do you need two mics or you want, do you want to do one? We just do one. Okay. And, and uh, Two-Spirited Jane comments on Instagram and she said she thinks you're talking about Jack Johnson. Yeah. That's Jack it. Johnson. Jack Johnson. Thank you so much. What do you want me to play? You want me to play something original? Yeah, play, play something original. Um, okay. Something that maybe you're working on right now that you th- you're ready for us to kind of taste. Oh, something I'm working on? Maybe. All right. Whatever you want. No, no, we can do that. Okay. But I don't, think I, I don't think I can play the whole thing. Yeah. I, I don't think I can play the whole thing. Okay, that's because, fine. Uh, Give us a sample. Because uh, I don't know if I feel like playing that right now. <laughs> like because um, Play what you feel. No, no, no. If I, if I played what I feel, you would all get depressed. Oh, okay, good. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, not going to ask there's, any questions. There's, there's things going on that I feel, I feel fine right okay. now. I feel okay. fine right now. But if I told you what happened this morning, you would be like, how could you feel fine? Right. But the thing is, I'm all right right now. All right. So are we recording right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. This song. Damn. <laughs> this song I haven't practiced in a while, but I'm going to go for it. I like it. And I'm working on this song. 
Okay, and I don't think I'm gonna play the whole thing. Okay, because I'll start crying. All right, okay. no, but but it's, this is how it's gonna go. It's a it's a different kind of song. It's like. Half the song, right there. Wow, right. that's wow. a beautiful half. Wow. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. That's wow. so good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Goliath Flores, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and so, the, what's the name of that song? It's called "Conquers All." Conquers All, and it's, and it's arguing. See, you see, I've been battling with. Um, I, I don't think that. I think that once upon a time, people used to let themselves be miserable in a song mm -hmm. right and there's nowhere to go if nobody will do it right like and it's like so i'm like i'm gonna go ahead and let these songs out right because i don't have i have all different kinds of songs yeah but i have these miserable songs like they're just like hopeless and not things are never gonna get better right and mm -hmm. we feel like that sometimes we have our moments yeah but, but i'm saying <laughs> but if there's no music Anyway, I want to put my version of those things out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they could be soothing to people. They can resonate with it. Well, and I think yeah. there, there's a, a form of therapy, too. Um, yeah. And, you know, 
the, the music does there is definitely someone who is out there who heard that and can identify with the lyrics and in the the emotion that you're talking yeah, about well, earlier. I, yeah, well I felt like that. Yeah. When I wrote that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that and uh, um the song itself it says it in it it's questioning you know someone said love conquers all. Yeah. But I want to know when cuz this it's not going away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. how it feels. Yeah. It's going to go away. We all know that. But at the moment. It's gonna, or it's going to change at least. Yeah. You just don't feel like it is at that moment. You don't. And this is like when maybe how people like the 26 year old you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. commit suicide. Yeah. You know, and that would be sad if anybody did that to my song. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll, it'll cause them to do the opposite. Yeah. So okay, out, so reach out and, so can you tell me really quickly? Um, uh, hmm, the, the, I, I, that was so beautiful. I'm, I'm, it's a beautiful song mm, because oh, one, I mean, it, it it sounds great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's a really good sound. Yeah, and I, I, I missed a, a couple of chords, but like I told you, I haven't practiced it in a while. It, I couldn't tell. We cannot. Yeah, tell. I, yeah, yeah, I can't play that song for fun. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, th- and another thing is that. What if you make a song, this is what I think, right? I, I'm over this already, though, but this is what I was afraid of. I'm over this fear. But what if I make a song, and it's a sad song, and that's my song that gets famous, and people want me to play that song over and over again? Right. I mean, it's going to make me real sad. That's what I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm just going to be like, hey, you know what? Yep. Just listen to the recording, because I'm not playing that yep. song. <laughs> you know? So going back to what you were asking yeah. me, Blue, earlier, why I haven't put a lot of this stuff out, because I'm just not there. You know, it's like, um, you know, it's like, the, the only analogy I can think of is like changing the channel. You're not I'm, there to who? I'm not. I'm. I'm not. You're on not that, there to I'm you? not that channel to me. Like I'm not on channel 106.3. I'm now over at 108.5. Okay. So please don't ask me to go to 106.3. Oh right. Yeah. You know what okay, I mean? It's yeah, like a yeah. different frequency. Yeah. I've moved on. Um. And and people that listen to 106.3. Not this is not real per- proverbial radio stations, but at that particular frequency, people that are there, they they're there for a reason. For that. For that. But I'm up here vibrating at a different a different frequency, right. and I and and I can reflect and listen, but I don't want to stay there. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to go back to the feeling of how it felt to relive that emotion or of whatever that song is. So I don't know. I mean, you know, Chick, I, ha- I have some ideas. I don't know how. I guess it might be kind of random, but I have some ideas. I want to know what you think about it. Like, for example, everybody can join in on this. I guess online too, but. There's limitations that no longer exist when it comes to making music. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we can't seem to get past this. For example, why can't you have a 30-minute song be a regular thing? Right? Right. Right. Because there's no more restriction of a disc or a record. Correct. You can have an hour-long song. Yeah. Ah. Right? Or uh, how about if you're going to release a single, let's say on CD Baby, and you're gonna, it's gonna distribute everywhere, mm-hmm. right? How about you release different versions of the single? Yes. And what I mean is like, I can release, I thought about this after the fact, but I can release to you on the same album, It'll instead of releasing a single, I'll make an album, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be a single. And I'll have this version that I like, and this other mix that yes. I have that yeah. I like. Mix number one, mix yeah. number two. And then I can put my demo in there and how awful my demo sounded. Right. Put that in there. <laughs> right. I could put a short podcast on the album of me talking about this song. Yeah. It's, I, it's your artistry. You can do whatever you want. 
Right, but I'm saying so. Why don't it, why don't people do that? Like, people are still adhering. They're still they're still acting mm. like like the, there's a 45 and it's only got three minutes long. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and and like you better make a count because these CDs are being pressed and they cost money. When right. that is not the case, exactly. It yeah. doesn't cost anything. You just upload it and then. People can download it. It's out there. Right? I love it. It's a brilliant concept. I love that. But the the thing is, even we talk to other musicians, other people in the industry, they're still acting like there's a 45 disc. Right. And the single has to be three minutes long. Yep. And that's not the case. It's a a level of programming. I think, you know, it's it's okay. I think the person that does that should come out and lead the helm and say, like, like, Tierra Whack. Nobody's done that. Right. Mm-hmm. And think about thing. it. That's a good one. Minute, That's a good example. One minute videos or one minute songs. Nobody, who said that her song had to be 10 minutes? She right. did one minute and it was every song could also fit on Instagram. Right. Because you only get one minute, one minute to record. Right. You're right. It's That's brilliant. Genius. It's a brilliant marketing ploy. So, like, I love the creative out of the box thinking like that. Like, why? 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 Why do that just because everybody else is doing it? Right. You know, yeah. Um, so, so, so tell me, like, you, you, you also put a single out um, a couple months ago. One month ago. One month ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been it's been one month. Have you seen much success, or you you've heard uh, much I about mean, it? It's a country song. Mm-hmm. So I've never made a country song before in my life, and and then it's just how it came out. A song. It started off as like a Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay kind of sounding thing. Mm-hmm. And then I kept working on it. I'm like, this is not working. And the song is so literal that maybe that's why it started sounding better as a country song. Because in country music, it could be very literal. Right. Like, I was walking down the street and, you know, or whatever, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's a very little so- literal song. So so I, I, that's how it wound up. And the success of that song, it's too soon to tell, right? Uh, um, but, I mean... Right away, a a pretty famous podcast picked it up. Wow. Okay, like a, a Christopher Ryan, mm-hmm. and who is the author of the book Sex at Dawn. You know, I emailed it to him. He likes to put a, a song on on his episodes every now and then. I emailed it to him right away on the next episode. It was on there. Wow. Yeah, and, and um, I was like astounded. You know, <laughs> yeah. He was like, so he really liked the song. He thought it was humorous. What's the name of the song? It's called I Don't Think You Understand. And it's about um, living with somebody who has phone addiction. You see? Phone addiction? Yeah. yeah. I can play that for you too if you want. It's a short song. Yeah, it's up to you. you. It's up to you. Yeah, let's, let's hear you it. You want me to do that? Yeah. All right. You can edit this out too if oh, you of want. Of course I will. Right. Yeah. Okay. It has cuss words in it? Yeah. Uh, no, there's a clean version and there's an explicit version. I can do the clean version. Okay. So right now on Taste Test Live... Mr. Goliath Flores is going to play. I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. Right. And this is my first country song ever. Country rock, I guess you could say.
forever sitting on the throne and you need to understand I wanna slap the phone out of your hand I said you need to understand I wanna slap the phone out of your hand I said you don't even understand I wanna slap the phone Thank you. Thank you very much. That's a, a short that's a that's a shorter version because there's a guitar solo in there. What am I gonna do during the guitar <laughs> solo? I'm gonna, like, Go, I'm gonna um, answer a question for um yeah. Spirited Jane. To Spirited Jane earlier she asked on the other song if you'd be open to ever having someone actually play a real trumpet. She said it, it would be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've done it before live. Okay. Yeah, uh, um because I'll tell you something that's interesting about doing the mouth trumpet is that when it comes to a recording, it doesn't matter that I'm doing the mouth trumpet. Right. You can't see what I'm doing. It doesn't matter. It yeah. may as well be a trumpet. Yep. Mm. If it's live, people will be like, oh, wow. He's going, right? It's yeah. like, oh, he's making a mouth trumpet. But on the recording, it's like, it doesn't matter. My mouth trumpet. Yeah, yeah, My I mouth trumpet is not as good Why? as Why? Does she want to play the trumpet on it? <laughs> yeah, she she thinks it would be beautiful. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. It, it it would probably more be more like a fugal horn or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Okay. So yeah. so, yeah. can you because we're we're gonna wrap up really quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I want to I want to also say thank you so much for taking out your time to come here because I know your oh. time is no no you're welcome very very precious. You I want to I want to <laughs> I want to talk to you about one more thing though. Yeah yeah please. Um. Now I was I want to tell you something about music. Like the music that I really like, okay? Okay. I don't know if we're going to get to the songs that I gave you. Yes. Right? And, and something about those songs. Can I tell you about them right now? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Um, is that the music that, I, you know how we're talk, talking about like what kind of music you like mm -hmm. and what kind of music attracts you and you're walking past the painting, right? And, you, and it either grabs you or it doesn't. Right. Now, the music that I really love, the music that grabs me is when people successfully bring me into their world mm. and it could be it doesn't have to have a certain beat it doesn't have to have a certain instrumentation yeah but if you successfully seduce me like coerce me into your world it could be a sad world it could be a happy world it could be a rhythmic world mm -hmm. i'm in you know what i mean yeah. if you're if you're saying something so new or not new or say with such a level of intimacy that oh wow i haven't been there before this is your world this is how you see things you know what i'm saying that's that's what i really love about music and the music that i i gave you um that's what um so the first track so set up the first song you're gonna play what's the name of the song oh oh the uh the mp3s mm -hmm. well it's called uh de cara a la pared which means um for my face to the wall okay mm -hmm. yeah and it's by Lasa de Sela. And why do you like the song so much? Because of that. Because because when I first heard that song, when Borders Bookstores was open, 
on Southside Boulevard and I had the headphones on because the guy ripped open the CD. Which oh. I used to love that ritual. Yeah, Can I just tell you? I sit there with my coffee. It's like yeah. standing there with my coffee. And um, and I, when I first heard that song, I was like, oh, this this woman this woman doesn't give a, uh, an F, right? Mm-hmm. It's like she, not not that she's careless, but she's like, here's my world. I'm bringing mm-hmm. you into my world and this is what it's like and this is the people that I'm working with. This is how we're recording. And whatever's going on in the music scene, this is not part of it. <laughs> I love it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That happens at some point with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, are you familiar with the song Soul? The band Soul to Soul? I am. I played their music a couple weeks ago on the okay, show. Back, back to, to life. life mm-hmm. Back yeah. to reality. Okay, that beat, like that whole sound, mm-hmm. didn't exist. Right. Right. Before that beat. And then everybody was making that beat. Yep. Then it, Right. But you got to think about it. That person brought somebody... Into their world. Into their studio, into their world, right? Yeah. Everything had that. I got sick of that beat. I got so sick of that beat afterwards. But anyway, that's an example, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, Jimi Hendrix did that with his instrument, brought the people into the world. Van Halen did that with his instrument, brought people mm. into the world. They, it's a whole new sound. How, how, are you, why, how are you doing that with a guitar like that? Why are you doing that with a right. guitar like that? You know, nobody's right. done that with a guitar like that. Everybody just strums. Right. You're going. Yeah, yeah. So, so Brian O'Malley comments, and he he's on, on Instagram. We're actually on Instagram Live today, oh, okay. and he said that the Mills Brothers actually did that, and uh, that many thought it was a real horn section in their music. Back to the horn again. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think based on the the individuals that are interacting with us yeah. on Instagram or Instagram today, mm-hmm. everybody loves your your mouth trumpet. Oh, good, because they saw it. Yeah. If they, if they wouldn't have seen it, then... Hmm. They would think it's a trumpet. Well, they, they just wouldn't care. They wouldn't too care. Much of it. it wouldn't yeah. be no big deal. It would be no, nothing to mention. But it's a gift. Cause, so back to the first time that I had the privilege of seeing you perform, I'm at, it, I'm at dinner, and I didn't yeah. know who you were. And I was I, at that moment, I was being one of these people that go to, you know, you go out, and there just happens to be, you know, mm-hmm. a live person performing, and he's sitting on the stool, and he's there, and... Is that that guy, his mouth? I mean, like, right then, I had so much respect for you as an artist because no one does that here. I don't know anybody that actually does that. Yeah. So it's it's a gift. Um, Watch. I want you to see what I could do with my hand and my armpit. You ready? All right, here we go. Okay. No, actually, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm I'm sorry. Turn my mic down. I'm sorry. I'm up here looking like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you were gonna actually really, no, really no, do no, it. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on the edge yeah, of my I'm seat. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I want to show you what I can do with my butt cheeks. No, right. <laughs> Watch this thing I can do. Watch this thing. So, okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you know, I'm gonna for the, so so if you really want to hear the song, tune in on Sunday at uh, 10 p.m. On WJCT 89.9 FM in Jacksonville. If you're away and you're, uh, you have your mobile device, you can go to the WJCT app or you can also search WJCT.org and listen at 10 o'clock on Sunday where you can hear this wonderful song that our good friend Goliath talked about. So um, I appreciate you taking out so much time and, and sharing so much. Can you give everybody like... Um, where you are, like, okay, I know personally that you're not on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not. 
and I know you're and not I'm, on Instagram. And, and I'm writing a book that involves me not being on Facebook. Okay. So, so for everybody watching, uh, the, the book is oh, called, the, uh, by the way, the book is called Living Between Screens. So <laughs> Living Between Screens. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's dead. The live yeah. interview ended. But um, so for everyone watching or listening, excuse me, for everyone listening, please tell everyone how we can find you and uh, what, well, what's your social media handle and, and stuff like that. The, the only r place you can find me that is mainstream is Twitter. And Why? I'm on, Why? I, at Goliath Flores, I mean Goliath Flores. Okay. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's the least easy to get tangled into Twitter for me, because it's so it's concise, and it's uh, uh, and it's not personal, right? If you go in there posting about like what you ate, nobody cares on Twitter. It's not Instagram. You know what I mean? Uh huh. I mean, it's hard to get anybody to care about anything, so it seems on Twitter. Right. Right, but that's not how Twitter works. If somebody's following you, they're they're seeing what you're posting. Yeah, like they're following you already. Right, right. Twitter's not about what am I? Twitter? I have stock in Twitter or something. But but Twitter's not about um um. It's not about the individual. It's more about a more about a collective. But mm -hmm. but anyhow. Uh, uh, that's the main the main reason that I'm on Twitter is because it's not sticky. It's not sticky. You can't I, get, I can you can't get, get into it. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Just let it go. In and out. Yeah. Okay. A and and people can still get a hold of me, and I can still post shows. Mm -hmm. But the only problem is that a lot of people are not on there. True. That's yeah. It's com completely different audience. But but the people that are on there, on Twitter, there's more important people on a in the global sense, in the national or the world sense on there mm -hmm. than any other platform. I'm talking about heavy, heavy duty reporters yeah. from all over the world. Oh, yeah. Like they're on there. Yeah. I was, I've been on Twitter since the in beginning. Intellectuals. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of intellectuals are on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, they're not necessarily on Facebook. Facebook, it's just too, too time consuming. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to ask these long questions and have these dialogues. You know what? I'm trying to get away from the screen. Yeah. I'm not trying to be on there more, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and uh, that I think a lot of people are, are grappling with that right now. Yeah, I, I agree. You know? I have to agree. Mm -hmm. um, so, at, so that at, at Goliath Flores Goliath on Twitter, Flores, my 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 website GoliathFlores.com, my email Goliath11 at gmail.com. You know, awesome. Yeah. And um, where do you normally play in Jacksonville? If anybody is is visiting in town, or you know, uh, uh, the Casbah in Avondale mm -hmm. on Wednesdays from nine to twelve, and the Brick in Avondale on Thursdays from 7 to 9.30. And then the other stuff is just all over the place. Awesome. I had the privilege of seeing your set. I couldn't engage. I really wish that I could. I was busy setting up for the Hispanic Heritage Celebration in Hemi Park yeah. where you opened and uh, yeah. it was a really good night. It was a really good night. Oh, yeah, was it? All it right, was that's great. Yeah. It was a great night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of our better events. Cool. Um, that was a heavy day for me, you see. I had three gigs that day. Yeah. Well, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Couldn't tell. Well, it was only my second one, but the first one was really hot. I was in a mariachi suit, and it was oh, in the daytime. Yeah, that was extremely humid because Florence was like off the coast and stuff. It was just oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, crazy humid. Um, but Blue, can you take us out? Thank you, Goliath, for taking out your time to be on Taste hey, Taste you're Live. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me here, man. It's a yeah. lot of fun. It's a lot awesome, of fun. awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Goliath Flores, uh, again, give it up to him. Uh, enjoy the music. If you love what you heard today, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Taste Test Radio. Put that in your mouth. 
please visit us <laughs> I like it. at tastetest.live to find all of our episodes and hear more by subscribing to our podcast. We're on nearly every service out there to, um, you know, from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. So tune in, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. And also just search Taste Test Live and you can subscribe to our channel. You'll get notified the moment we release an episode. And if you really love what you heard, please leave us an iTunes review and make it five stars or we're going to be mad. Uh, we would appreciate that. That is our show. Thank you again, Goliath Flores, our guest. Um, and this podcast was produced, edited, and recorded courtesy of yours truly. This episode of Taste Test Live has been sponsored in part by our friends at WJCT. WJCT has been around for nearly 60 years and serves as the leader in public broadcasting in Northeast Florida. Please support local radio and television. WJCT is also a nonprofit organization. And in order to keep great music shows and the awesome programming on 89.9, please consider making a pledge or donating. More information can be found at www.wjct.org. <laughs>